This week at the Tierra Talk Show, we welcome back our Cast Member Corner segment, in which we speak to past or current cast members of the Disney theme parks from around the world. And I'm excited to welcome this week's Tierra Talk Show guest, actor and singer Robert Jones, to the show. Welcome, Robert. Hi. Hi, Tammy. Thanks for having me. It's so interesting because our, our listeners get to hear these really crazy stories of, of me watching my home videotapes and then me being able to talk to people who were on those home mm-hmm. videotapes from like ages ago. And uh, there was one in particular where a friend of my dad's um, was working at Disney at the time at MGM Studios, as it was formerly known, and we still call it that. Um, <laughs> and uh, we, I think it was 2001, and our favorite show, our really, hands down, our favorite show was The Hunchback of Notre Dame, a musical spectacular. And um, for those who don't remember it or don't remember it, it was off of a New York City street in that theater, that open-air theater, and we loved it. And then my dad found out his friend worked there at the theater and arranged a meet and greet at the end of the show with Phoebus, the sun god. And uh, <laughs> and we we got to meet Phoebus and he's been on our home videotapes and our photo albums. And he signed um, a card, which was the Quasimodo heart card. I still have it. And I had just, I think I randomly posted about it and somebody recognized you and said, this is Robert. And I was like, oh my God. And so Robert and I have been in touch for like three years now and we finally are talking today. So this is great. (laughs) I know. I'm excited. This is exciting. I I love to relive my Disney memories because they were so good. It was such a different time back then. And especially with people not really having cameras around that time. So the fact that we, you know, my family was lucky enough, my dad filmed all of this was great. So when you saw the original clip, do you kind of remember that day at all? Or I, I certainly do. I totally remember that day. Because number one, no one ever asked for a meet and greet with Phoebus. It was, <laughs> it, they always wanted Esmeralda or Quasimodo. They never wanted Phoebus. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I know we were That's up for okay. anybody to be quite honest, because my wide eyed little five year old self was like, you guys are like gods to me. So I really didn't mind who we met. <laughs> Do you know what was really fun about that interview? What I really remember is that there was one of the um, one of the theater employees um, blowing leaves out of the theater while we were talking. Yes. I remember that because I had to stop talking. And the other thing I remember is, well, I didn't remember, but I remember now that looking at the video is like, I should have totally been talking to you like I was Captain Phoebus and not like Rob, because I was talking to you like I was like Rob. (laughs) Because my mom would goes, do you have any dance classes you go to? Because I was a little ballet dancer at the time. And honestly, I still thought you were Phoebus. I kind of remember that <laughs> encounter and it didn't really question me, but you, you said something like, yes, I have taken a couple dance classes. And I, I was like, well, great. Phoebus, you know, soldiers are supposed to at least have some type of balance. So I wouldn't blame them having <laughs> ballet. <laughs> it was just, and, and it's funny because I was looking at the home video tape like prior to us meeting and my dad uh, he would always film God Help the Outcast because that was our mm-hmm. favorite song. And and at the very end, you're on the other side of the stage. And Laura Lees, who I've interviewed right. before, who was your Elsmeralda in that specific show, she uh, shook my, my sister's hand. And, and it was funny because then years later, 
she and I got to meet in New York, New York City. So I was like, this is just so cool. It, it, you guys are so darn talented. And we missed it when that show left. It was just like, uh, why? <laughs> I think a lot of people miss it. I just think that Hunchback maybe is a... I, this is just my personal opinion, which means nothing really in the whole scheme of things. But I just think Hunchback might have been it's probably their darkest movie they ever put out and their darkest show they've ever had in the parks and Mm -hmm. i think for a lot of kids it wasn't entertaining like beauty and the beast or or the muppets or you know i just that's what i that's what i feel i just feel it was a little dark for the disney parks i loved it and i love performing in it but just an opinion that's all and, and but the, we we will mention that they did cut Hellfire from the show. I don't even think yes, it was a part did. of the original show, was it? Uh huh. No, I oh I wasn't part of the original cast of Hunchback, so I'm not sure. I, when did you come I mean, in? They play a little bit of it in the very in the in the um they played a little bit of it, didn't they? In the intro, in the yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> when did you come into the show? What year? I came into the show in. I think it was, I think it was 90. I think it was 19. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm in the wrong, wrong time when I was at Disney because I was there two different, two different time periods. So I think it was in, I thought it was 2000 that I came to the show. Yeah. Because when I was hired, I have kind of a story if I can get off. Sure. Yeah, please. a little bit. So. Um, I went down on the college program in 1987. I could be, I could be off by a year. And then um, I, I auditioned for entertainment and I got into characters. So I did do my share of fur, which means the characters in costume. But I, um, but I really, I really soon I got, I got cast in the 20th anniversary parade in, in as my own self. And, um, and then I did the Christmas show in front of the castle as my own self. And then, so, okay. So I digress. We can get back to that later, but I, I, um, I think, okay, now I'm off topic. I'm sorry. What was our original question? Okay. You're, you're no, no, no. a lot with me probably. No, no. I was just asking like the, the, I know the show started in 96 and it ended in 2002. So it had a short run. I was just wondering yeah. like time placement when you kind of were brought in. Oh, Did- I was, I was brought in towards the end, but I left the show before it ended. Okay. And so and- it, it had to be, it, I think it was 2000 when I came into the show. And you said you started as a cast member around 1990 in, D- in DCP, Disney College Program, or was it earlier no. than that? No, well, as a cast, oh, I'm much older than that, Tammy. Oh, my gosh. I, I would never think that. I started in the college <laughs> program in 1987, I think it was. Yeah. And I did monorails. Mm. I got to drive the monorails oh and load people. Oh, my gosh. You know? I know. Yeah. And then I auditioned Aww. for entertainment, and then I got cast um, to do, what did I do first? The Muppet Show. The original Muppet show. Oh, the one where it was in place mermaid. of a voyage of the Little Mermaid. Okay, uh-huh. here come the Muppets. Yep. yep. And um, I tell you a funny story about about that. And I and I, I was Fozzie Bear in the Muppet show. And one day, I was doing. I I would do. I I was fearless in that big huge costume. And I would do cartwheels and I would do somersaults and because there were places where it could be done. 
And um, one day I did a somersault in Fozzie Bear and I left his ear laying on the stage. And that's when they oh, told no. me I could never I could never do somersaults in Fozzie Bear again. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I never got a chance to see that show. I came like to the parks around 97. So I, I missed that. But oh, my gosh, did I love Voyage of the Little Mermaid. And you were the first Prince Eric, right? I was. There were three of us that learned it right away. But Aww. I was fortunate enough to get to do the publicity for it with um, with Lanza Cornette, who I uh, rest in peace. I, I I think about her a lot, a lot. We were talking was... about her. We were talking. We were yeah. messaging because I didn't realize you were in the 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 publicity photos until you told me, yeah. and I was like, oh my gosh, because Lanza has been on the show and she had wonderful stories. So t- tell me about working with her. Oh, she was a she was like the utmost professional. She 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 sort of kept herself a little bit, but when she wanted to cut up, she would come out in the green room and cut up with all cut out with all, cut up with all of us. She was um she was just amazing, you know. And and I was so proud. I have um the day the night that she won Miss America. I was working for Opryland USA, but I got food poisoning that morning. I had food poisoning that morning, so I was home sicker than a dog. Oh my gosh! When she won Miss America, I'm like, I couldn't believe it. She was, I mean, she was a perfect Miss America, but um, I, I, uh, I got to see her once during her reign. She came through San Antonio, Texas, which is another story, and um, and I got to hang out with her for a night, and it was fantastic. But but Leanza was great with the cast. She was she was like spot on. She never had a bad vocal moment. She looked like Ariel. It was, she was amazing. She was, in my opinion, the quintessential Ariel. I, I love the video footage I, that there is of her performing it. I wish somebody had a full performance of it online. But again, that was like 92 right. when, the, when the show came out. How long did she, did you do your run with her during her entire time? Or I did my run until, well, through 1991. And then... I was doing some other auditions. I wanted to, because at that point I hadn't sung live with Disney. Yes, I had auditioned, yeah. I had auditioned for, for, um, for talent roles. Talent roles are the roles that sing or speak live or um, dance live. Mm-hmm. So like, like dance on a stage live. So, so I, I was auditioning and then um, Opryland USA came through, through Orlando and they auditioned and they were getting ready to open I mean, Opryland USA was based out of Nashville, Tennessee. It was a theme park. And then, um, but they were getting ready to open a park called Fiesta, Texas in San Antonio, Texas. And um, it was built in an old rock quarry. It was a really cool park. Uh, um, so I auditioned and and Joe Gerald, who was the casting director, said, said, can you, are you willing to move to San Antonio? And I'm like, yeah, because I knew Opryland, the difference between Opryland and Disney was Opryland, all the shows were live vocals, live orchestra, live dancers. There was nothing, there was nothing lip sync, there was no canned music or anything. So I knew that that's what, that was kind of my next step because I really wanted to sing live. Um, because I consider myself a singer more than I do a dancer, a lot more. And uh, so I got hired and I, I left in 91 after the show. Did the show open in 90, Mermaid? Do you uh, remember? 92 is when it opened, I believe. Then I was there in 92. I left. I was probably 
because I did all of the rehearsals to open the show. Sorry, my my time frames are rusty at best. Um, but I did all the rehearsals to open the show as Eric, and I'm then I must have left fall of '92. Not nothing I've ever done has made me rich or famous, but I'll tell you what: the memories will never go away. Ever. <laughs> do you ever have I, I read this all the time people say they have dreams that they have to run on and do a show and it's like that nightmare of do I remember it <laughs> do yes. you have those oh yes I have I have this reoccurring nightmare that I'm do. And I don't even know what show it is I have no idea but I have I have a million costume changes in it okay I'm over exaggerating I have a few costume changes in it but there's this one costume change in particular that I got so comfortable with I'm just like okay, well, I'll just get ready for it when I'm ready. And by then I'm late getting on stage. I'm like, Rob, <laughs> pull it together. When was your first official singing role for Disney? What what show was that? Well, I had I left uh, the characters characters at Disney to go to Opryland USA. And then I worked on Norwegian Cruise Lines. And, and then um, I was living in Nashville, Tennessee. And I saw in the paper that... Disney was coming through to audition. Well, I had auditioned. They used to call me in when I was a character. I at least 12 times, at least 12 with Ronnie Rodriguez as a casting director. And, and every time I went into audition for a sub role, they auditioned me for Voices of Liberty and they auditioned me for Gaston and they auditioned me for a couple other things. hoopty do. And, um, Ronnie was just like, Robert, you're just not quite ready. You're just not quite ready. And I'm like, Trust me, Ronnie, I'm ready. <laughs> but but so I left and I got some more experience. And then um, I said that Disney was coming through Nashville and the, the casting director had changed from um, from Ronnie Rodriguez to Russ Jordan. So Russ Jordan came through and I told myself I knew how it was not very common for a character role to be to be transferred to an equity role to a, to a singer dancer role. So I took all my Disney that I did off of my resume, a hundred percent of it. And I went in with just the other things I did. And I sang my audition for Russ Jordan in Nashville. And he handed me this piece of paper that said, Hey, can you sing this? And sure enough, it was right from the moment when I met her, saw her, you know, it was Gaston. And I'm like, Oh, I sure I know this. And I sang it and he goes, How soon can you move to Orlando? I literally <laughs> broke down in tears. <laughs> because be, besides auditioning while I was internal with mm -hmm. Disney, I had auditioned at least a dozen times before that when I was you young when I was younger. It. He wanted me to do Beauty and the Beast, and that, that's what he told me. Mm -hmm. And then um and then I didn't get a contract and I didn't get a contract in the mail. And then they called me, wanted me to go on the on one of the Disney cruise lines, the pirate, the pirate show. The yes. Pirate I remember. Show. Yes. Yeah. I heard about that. And I auditioned for that over the phone and, um, I did the best I could, but then finally they said, well, we want you to go to hunchback of Notre Dame. So I'm like, oh. fine. <laughs> so I got down there and then right before I left to come down to Disney, they said, well, we're going to split your contract and do, do two days of hunchback and three days at, at, uh, at beauty and the beast. And so that's what I did. And um, Tammy, I grew up, I grew up in a small town of 200. I was a, a very overweight child who loved to sing. 
there were no dance classes. There was nowhere anywhere in the 70s and 80s. You know, I'm 53 now, so I'm old as dirt. But um, and and for me to achieve working at Disney, that was a huge deal for me. And um, and I I just want I just want to say and for any of you that are young that listen to this, don't give up. Keep auditioning. Just keep auditioning. It took me almost two dozen times before I finally got a singing role at Disney, you know, and just keep keep auditioning. And when someone tells you you can't, you try to make yourself that much better to prove that you can. I'm a huge Hoop-dee-doo fan through and through. So when I saw your pictures, you were posting some pictures of you in the show. I was like, oh my gosh, Robert was yeah. in the show too. Did did you did you learn all three guy roles or were you only two no, of them? No, they didn't think I was funny enough. That's okay. I didn't have to learn <laughs> six bits. But but um but no, I was so I was I was cast uh like I said to do Phoebus and and uh Gaston. I was doing two days and three days and then um all of a sudden, like less than six months when I was down there, they wanted to cross train me to do Johnny Ringo. Johnny Ringo's a dancer in Hoopty Doo is just six people. Oh, you know that, but Hoopty Doo is just six people. So three females, three males, two piece band, and then all of the, um, of course, the people that make the show, really, the people make the show that come to it. But uh, so I learned Johnny Ringo, and then right away they turned around and wanted me to learn Jim Handy. So, so I was able to do four roles at Disney that I loved every one of them. You know, I just loved it. And Hoopty Doo was so great because even though it was scripted, it was, there was a lot of improv. You had to have some comedic timing. You had to have, there was audience participation. So you were out in the audience and you were talking to people and it was, it was great. Hoopty Doo was a great experience. Hoopty Doo is like one of those rare theater experiences where anything can happen, anything uh-huh. goes, right? Yeah. So, what was one of the craziest Hoopty Doo nights for you? We were doing the, oh my gosh, we were doing the, and I don't remember, I don't even remember what country it was, but I, let me see. Oh, I have two of them, but this one, this one, we did the, we did the, we asked people where they were from. So it was states and countries is what it was. States and countries. And um, someone said they were from Alabama. And I answered with Yokosone Anesan. And I'm like, that's Japan. I sang Japan for someone from Alabama. Okay, <laughs> so that might not be that funny. But, 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 oh my um, gosh. But when I left Disney, I didn't remember that I had ordered some reprints of my headshots, which were old, by the way. <laughs> I ordered some reprints and they showed up after I was had already moved from Orlando. And I went, we used to go back to, or I used to go back to Disney at least twice a year to see them. And, and we went to Hoopty Doo one night and, and one of the performers goes, Rob, she goes, you have no idea. Your headshots have been posted all over Fort Wilderness in green rooms and in, break rooms and <laughs> those are the best moments because like that that's that's really the magic of it and but i just loved hoop and 
my mom is a huge fan of the Beauty and the Beast show. So we, we it's always a requirement to see it. And I love it for the costumes. I love those pink dresses. Um, but she loves yep. Gaston. So um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention this character because my mom is listening. So tell me a little bit about, you know, Gaston, because he his character is probably the only one that can really kind of play in the show since it's kind of so strict in, mm-hmm. in the uh, structure of the story. <laughs> Yeah, they were really, really, um, the the directors were really um, positive about you kind of making guests on your own, you know? Now, now I, I, I mean, I don't know if I was a good guest on, I, I, I can sing the role, but I, I love, I love singing the role. I loved getting to go out on stage every morning and, and warm up with the microphone and, and they'd play part of the track where I would sing and yeah, it was good. It was a good morning when you went out on stage and you sang, um, you sang the mob song and you could hit that high note. That was a good morning, <laughs> but I'll tell you a story before everything went down with um, 9-11 and the towers. So when I was hired and I did all three shows, Hunchback, Beauty and the Beast and Hoopty Doo, it was on an equity scale. So Hunchback and and Beauty and the Beast were the same. It was per show equaled so many hours to equal an eight hour day. So so um, there was a there was a time when I would be scheduled at Hunchback and the Beauty and the Beast stage would call and they'd be like, we need a guest on for the rest of the day. So I would do a show at Hunchback or two shows at Hunchback and then I'd walk over because it's in the same park to beauty and the beast and i get into costume and i do the rest most or the rest of the shows there or most of the rest of the shows there and then um and then hoopty do would call and say hey we need a johnny ringo or we need a jim handy tonight so i then i would i would get out of costume and go in my car and drive to fort wilderness and i would do hoopty do but so the hunchback and beauty and the beast were eight considered eight hour shifts the hoop to do was a considered a 10 hour shift because the show is longer you do fewer shows but the show's longer so so because of actors equity if you change if they would change your schedule within within i think it was a 24 hour period i think i could be wrong but um but so you would get your original eight hours where you were scheduled and then you would get an additional eight hours of where you went to. So there would be days where I went to all three shows and I would get, I would get eight hours of my original shift at, at, at Hunchback and eight hours overtime at Beauty and the Beast because they changed my shift and eight hours or 10 hours uh, triple time because they called me to hoopty do before my shift was over at Beauty and the Beast. Good Lord. How, how were you know. able to sustain three different shows? Like, I would be, uh, well, I guess it's oh, like, you know, fight or I, flight, basically. <laughs> I loved it, Tammy. I love being able to put myself into three different characters in a day. There would be people that would come to Hoop to do that said, that you'd, I'd be out in the audience and they'd be like, we saw you at Beauty and the Beast today. Or we saw you, you know, and I'm like, oh, I don't think it was me. I relished my time I worked at Disney. 
some really fun things happened, some really not so fun things. I will tell you <laughs> when I was a character, and I'm, I've never told anybody this, but when I was a character, um, I obviously at one time characters were not paid quite as much. It weren't paid that, that well. And I was a new character and there was a while I slept in my car. Yep. Um, and it's, it's not, and I'm not saying anything bad about Disney. I'm not because I love my job and I would have slept on a park bench to work there. You know, it's a difficult business down there. And, and, mm -hmm. and even with COVID added on top of that, it's even worse. So um, since you mentioned that, um, I would like to mention to our listeners, there are tons of cast member food banks. So if you are looking to support um, the wonderful people, it's not just entertainers. It's also people who work in transportation and in the theme parks themselves as, as maintenance directors or, or custodians, whatever. Um, definitely look online to see if you can help support if you can in any way, um, because it, it does mean the world to them. And, and as I tell everybody, they're... They always ask, why do you keep going down? And I said, it is because of the magic. And the magic is the cast members. No doubt about it. Oh, 100%. You know, something that, that to this day, I work in the restaurant industry. And to this day, uh, Disney told us, Disney, one of their rules was, if you see a family taking a picture, odds are mom or dad aren't in it. So offer to take it for them. And sure as get out it works it transfers into what i do today it, i always offer to take pictures for people because always there's someone Aww. who's being left out of the picture was was there ever a show that that you would have loved to have been in or maybe after your time there oh i wish i wish i was a great dancer i really do um because when i was here the first time I would have loved to have been a world dancer. What about the sword for Phoebus? Because there is like a kind of like a fight scene between Elsmeralda and Phoebus. There is. I had to learn that, and it was good. Laura Lee's was my was was who I learned um, Hunchback with. Laura Lee's, who you mentioned Aww. earlier, and um, and she, oh, she was so great. But um, but she was awesome to work with. And I worked with Michelle Perales and a, and a couple other ones, a couple other Esmeraldas, but um. But no, the sword fight was it was it was fine, it was fine. It, it was a heavy sword, but it was, yeah. No, I loved I loved it. What was one of those instances where a, maybe a costume malfunction or a wig malfunction or a prop malfunction happened on stage, and you kind of had to use and be on your toes for how to kind of move forward with the show because you got to keep going unless it, there's an emergency where somebody gets hurt, right? So I was working at Opryland USA in Nashville, Tennessee, and we did this this football. This it was a show called um, uh, "For Me and My Gal." It was an old it was old all old music, and um, and there was one point where I had a I had a girl who I didn't wasn't treating well, and she was like had the upper hand, and I, she would push me like, and I do a somersault on the stage, and I'd end with my legs like in a wide. And I, sitting on my butt. And um, I didn't realize at the time that the audience was laughing. I'm like, what? I, maybe they laughed because it was funny. I don't know. But my pants had ripped all the way through, all the way through to the waistline to waistline when I did that somersault. They ripped all the way through. And that, I'm like, uh, only me. It would only happen to me. It speaks for itself when I talk about it, like with tables with kids and things like that. 
you know, if it's a birthday of a little kid, I always say, I always say, hey, do you like Disney? And of course, they're always like, yes. I said, who's your favorite character? And then I'm like, you know, what? I'm really good friends with her or I'm really good friends with him. And um, and then I say, I used to I used to work there and blah, blah, blah. It's it's just it's great. It, it's it's great. I don't know how much more performing I'll get to do in the rest of my life. But but what I did at Disney, oh, I will never look back on. I mean, I'll never, I'll, I'll never forget it. It was, it was amazing. And, and you said that you've moved on from performing, and you're now running a restaurant. So, how, how did well, that? Well, I'm not, I'm not running a restaurant, but I, I, I work, I work for two different restaurants, and, oh, um, cool. and it's a small town in La Crosse. It's a very small community. Um, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you one more story. Sure. Yeah. Um, so when I moved to La Crosse. I digress. I'm going to digress after this, but I moved here with an ex and um, moved here with someone who is now my ex. And we started a performing group in town, an adult performing group called called uh, the Grand River Singers. And we had a group of anywhere from 14 to 16 for eight years. And in that time, we took them to both Disney parks, both sides of the of the ocean. Uh, oceans, uh, both sides of the United States, and and we also got to do a reality show for VH1 called Off Pitch. It was it was a show about not that we were necessarily off pitch in the group because we had really great performers in our group. Lacrosse, Wisconsin, is a just for some reason is a breeding ground of really great performers. I work with high school show choirs and there's so much talent that stays in this town. It's not even funny. I, I never expected to meet you 20 years later or however <laughs> many years it was when you posted the video. I never expected it. I never had a video of Hunchback with me in it. You're kidding. Mm -mm. Oh. No, never. I've never had one. And and I'll tell you that I I I felt so proud of what i did at disney the day that you posted that oh i had and it to. was andrea canny it was andrea canny who gave you who connected you with me that's right i was trying to remember because this was like three years ago three four years ago that i posted it i couldn't remember yeah i was trying to yeah. look for my original post i couldn't find it but i had it saved on my computer the video and uh I, it's just it, again. I'm so glad she did. Thank you, Andrea. She's always a always awesome. <laughs> She's amazing. She's yeah. connected me to some people too, which is great. I just love being able to reconnect with people over the years. So this has been such an honor. And and before we end, I have three Disney themed questions I ask to all of my guests, and okay. I call them the Fab Three. So we'll start with the Donald question, which is: As a child, what Disney film was one of your favorites to see in the movie theater? I would say Cinderella. And our goofy question, what Disney character do you think would be your best friend if you met them in person? Oh, Esmeralda. She'd be my best friend. She would fight for you to the end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and our Mickey question, if I asked you to name any Disney song at this very moment, what immediately comes to mind? Beauty and the Beast. And, you know, before we officially end, since this is Cast Member Corner, I do always ask our cast members if they could sum up their experience working at the theme parks with one word, what would that be? 
brilliant. What a woman. <laughs>